The Lord uses all we give, no matter what he's given us to give. I'm Charles Morris with Haven Today. We're down to our last week to finish our fiscal year. We're asking him to let us finish in the black. 20000 from one, 10000 from two, 7500 from another. But God uses all our gifts, even $50 or 25 May I ask you to help give out of whatever provision he has provided you? And know this, whatever he leads you to give, Haven Ministries will be used to share Jesus with those who need him most. And that's all of us. They had only 96 hours the moment the Titan was bolted shut. Early Thursday morning, that time had passed. Then the news we all feared. Debris had been found on the ocean floor. The Titan V now lost at sea. The Ocean Gate sub can descend to depths that only a few watercrafts can reach, two and a half miles under the Atlantic. Less than two hours into their descent to tour the wreckage of the Titanic, they lost contact, and the race to find them was on. Ninety-six hours worth of oxygen for five passengers, and early Thursday, that time expired. Then the Coast Guard announced a robotic sub found the crash site 1,600 feet from the bow of the Titanic. Sadly, no survivors. Deep darkness, despair. It's not just reserved for deep sea voyages. We all feel it, in our bones, in our souls. But in the darkness, we long for the living God, Jesus Christ, our only hope. Welcome to Haven Today here on Friday. I'm Charles Morris sharing the great story that's all about Jesus as we wrap up a series today called Is Jesus Still for Today? On our weekday program, we've been thinking about this question. In a day when so many have drifted towards secularism, do we still need Jesus? Of course, I hope you join me in knowing the answer is yes. But if we're honest with ourselves, as we look at the state of affairs in our world today, it can be a bit discouraging. But instead of falling into despair, Christians should be marked by a desperation for the Lord, a deep longing for Him. In a moment, we're going to think about a well-known psalm that captures this longing so well. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. Psalm 42. It's precious to me, and I pray for you as well. Stay with me as we meditate on this much-needed psalm. Now, for the last few weeks, we've been hearing testimonies from Christians. We've heard from many of you how these stories of grace have blessed as you listened. Well, one of those we heard from was Sarah in Nova Scotia. She was lost in the hippie movement of the 60s and 70s and met Jesus then as Savior and Lord. And she wrote it down in a poem. Let me share some of that with you now. Long time ago in hippie days, many of us were in a haze without Jesus as our Savior to forgive us for our past behavior and all our random continued sins being overcome as he wins. We had dabbled in various religions. We had made our own decisions and lived a lifestyle, while all the while was far from where we needed to be. We needed Jesus to set us free. A lively Jesus revolution was happening somewhere far away. We too needed this solution. We did not even know how to pray. We had no creed, no wisdom seed. But now here came a new perspective to change our lives. It was effective. 
God's living word began to be heard, the Holy Spirit came to stay. And so began a whole new day. We learned about the Lord Christ Jesus, who came from heaven and now frees us, so we can now be forgiven and be able to go to heaven. And while we are still here, living in this earthly sphere, we find embrace of God's love as he reaches down to us from above. I'm so thankful Sarah in Nova Scotia shared her poetry with us that I could share with you today. For nearly 90 years now, Haven Today has had the tradition of reading poetry and playing music that's all about Jesus. And so let's open our program today with Casting Crowns. And if we ever needed you. Hear our cry, Lord, we pray. Our faces down, our hands are raised. You called us out, we turned away. We've turned away. Haven today, casting crowns opening the program for us. I'm Charles Morris, and in a moment, we're going to hear another testimony from someone who was in the Jesus Revolution, the great revival of the 1960s and 70s. And speaking of revivals, we still have the new Haven Quartet album called Revive Us Again. All 15 songs on this CD have never been released before. And they all have a singular theme, revival in Jesus. Christ the Lord is risen today, alleluia. Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Just now. 
just a few of the hymns from the newly released Revive Us Again album that features 15 songs sung by the Haven Quartet. I'd like to send you this album for your fiscal year-end gift. We have a $100,000 challenge match and really need you to help us reach this goal before June 30th. You can hear samples from all 15 songs on the album when you visit haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. Or you could also call us after the program and make your response to the challenge match at 800-65-HAVEN. That's 800-65-HAVEN. And as a thank you for your generous and tax-deductible gift, we'll send you the Revive Us Again CD in the mail right away. And if you haven't gotten the Jesus Revolution DVD about the revival in the early 70s, we still have that for your gift as well. Now, speaking of the Jesus Revolution, I want you to hear the story of Pastor Rick Myers. If you had met him in the late 60s, you would have never guessed the Lord would later use him as a pastor. But God really does move in mysterious ways. Well, after I uh, graduated from high school in uh, 1968, uh, I, I was really doing some soul searching. Uh, and at the time, the world was just like in great turmoil. You know, Robert, Robert Kennedy was assassinated and uh, Martin Luther King was assassinated at that time. Things that were going on in the world with the Vietnam War that was taking place. And so I was searching for the answers of, well, what is my purpose in life? What is this all about? Why, why am I here on earth? Is, is there a great creator called God? And, and, uh, and sadly enough, I, I fell into more of the, the drug culture and became, became a hippie, hippie and grew my hair long and beard and wore bell bottoms and uh, just went into that whole phase of, of, of just, uh, of taking drugs and LSD and smoking pot and hashish and all of that. But at the same time, I was doing this search. And so I started reading books on Taoism and Eastern religions. And, and uh, I just, I couldn't find the answers in, in those books. But when I was a child, my grandmother used to, she's a wonderful Christian woman, used to take me to church, uh, Baptist church in Downey. Grandmother gave me this little Bible. So I stuck it in my guitar case and just left it there. But as I was going on this uh, on this search, uh, a friend of mine that I used to write songs with, we'd travel up to Big Sur and spend time there. And so we went up to a place up in the Redwoods called Trinity National Forest, and we spent like four or five, maybe six months uh, up there and uh, just kind of living off the land. And uh, so it gave me time just to be able to look up at the stars at night and be around creation. And I was playing music and and, and, uh, one uh, late afternoon going into the evening, um, I saw that little Bible that was in my guitar case. And and I pulled it out and I literally, I literally opened it up uh, to John uh, chapter 14, which said, I am the way, the truth and the life no one comes to the Father except through me. And I thought about those words, I'm pondering those words, and I'm thinking, Jesus, the only way, the truth, and the life. And and so I just, I, I put I put the Bible back in my guitar case, and I think it was the next day I told my friend, I said, well, you, know, you know what, we need to go back down to Orange County. We, we need to get back there. For some reason, I had this urgency to get back there. And so we, we drove back down to, to Orange County and a, a group of friends that we had in the world 
that we, we used to do drugs together and all of that, you know, and party together. Uh, we went over to, to, to where they lived and every single one of them had received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And we didn't know this. So we come in and all of a sudden they start telling us about Jesus. And, and so and they had used that same scripture as well, saying that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. But more than that, they, they told us how Jesus went to the cross and how he was God manifested in the flesh and that he died on the cross for my sins, that he shed his blood that I might be forgiven and that he rose again from the dead that I might have life. And I heard those words and then they said, would you like to pray to invite Jesus Christ to come and live inside your heart? And I said, yes, I do. I want that. I want that. And so I prayed with them, had received the Lord. And then a buddy of mine later that day said, you got to, we got to take off. We got to go. And I go, where are we going? He goes, oh, just get in my car. And so we, we headed down to, to actually Calvary Chapel, Costa Mesa on a Monday night. It was 1971. And we, we went into the church and I walked in and they all looked like me long hair, hippie, men and women, kids that were there sitting on the floor, sitting in the pews. And I, it's like I, I was walking into home and, and I sat down and no kidding, Pastor Chuck came out and started to share the word. And he shared <laughs> exactly what I opened up in my Bible when I was in the Redwoods, John chapter 14. And then after that, that later we had a, a, a baptism uh, that was down in Corona del Mar like thousands of people that were there there was the people were singing worshiping the lord there's this beautiful baptism and that's where both my wife and i uh, jackie uh was baptized as well when i see the movie <laughs> jesus revolution it just brings back all these memories of what the lord had done there what a great revival that jesus movement was and how the Lord is still moving today. The Lord is still doing a work of His Holy Spirit today. And uh, so that's my story. That's Pastor Rick Myers from Thousand Oaks, California. I'm Charles Morris here on Haven Today. Rick's story reminds me about the importance of grandparents sharing the gospel with their grandchildren, but even more, how the gospel can transform those who seem unreachable. Thanks, Rick, for sharing with us. Now, I want us to turn to Psalm 42. We're going to look at a sermon that Robert Murray McShane preached nearly 200 years ago on this very psalm. McShane became popular through his preaching in Scotland, and thankfully we have many of his sermons written down for us and for our benefit. From an early age, he was very active in church. He memorized catechisms and Bible verses with the other school children. In interviews later, many would remember how sweetly and even earnestly he would recite Scripture, and later they would say of the young preacher that he was the most Christ-like person they had ever known. McShane knew what was most important, Jesus Christ, and he spent his short life making sure everyone around him knew that too. He gave a sermon once entitled, The Panting Soul, and in it, he wanted to make sure his listeners knew that our deepest longings are only met in the Lord Jesus. The title comes from Psalm 42. But I think it's important to hear the entire psalm to understand the message. As the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, my God. My soul thirsts for God, 
for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? My tears have been my food day and night, while people say to me all day long, Where is your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go to the house of God under the protection of the Mighty One, with shouts of joy and praise among the festive throng. Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. My soul is downcast within me. Therefore, I will remember you from the land of the Jordan, the heights of Hermon, from Mount Mizar. Deep calls to deep. In the roar of your waterfalls, all your waves and breakers have swept over me. By day the Lord directs his love. At night his song is with me, a prayer to the God of my life. I say to God, my rock, why have you forgotten me? Why must I go about mourning, oppressed by the enemy? My bones suffer mortal agony as my foes taunt me, saying to me all day long, Where is your God? Why, my soul, are you downcast? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalm 42. My soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for the living God, just like a deer that is desperate for water in the course of a hot day. This psalm was written in ancient Israel, where hot days were common, still are, and sources of water were and are hard to find. The psalmist was familiar with the feeling of thirst and with seeing animals search for water. Now imagine seeing a deer desperately rush to a stream of water. In that moment, there's nothing more important to the deer. And that's a picture of what we should be. The Lord is to us what that stream of water is to the deer. We should pant after the Lord. We should be desperate for him in the same way. But why? There are three reasons. The burden of our sin makes our souls pant after the Lord. Now think about that with me. Before you were awakened to your sin, you didn't feel burdened at all. We've all seen or met someone who says, I have nothing to be sorry for. I have no need for forgiveness. They have no burden. They aren't awakened to their sin. Scripture would call that person a sleeper or a person dead in their sin. They have no desire for Christ, no longing for the Lord. But once we are alive to the reality of our sinfulness, we feel that heavy burden that it is. Even then, we find ourselves sometimes not longing for Jesus, not panting for his grace. We think we can save ourselves. We can relieve our own burdens by working or trying hard enough. Even when we're reminded of the cleansing blood of Jesus, we neglect it. It's only when we realize that lifting our own burden is impossible that we will begin to be desperate for the Lord. It's only then that we will seek safety under his wings instead of trying to fend for ourselves. It was Jesus who once said that everyone who is taught of the Father comes to the Father. When a sinner, like you and I, are convinced that sin is a burden too heavy to bear, that it will crush us if no one comes to our aid, this is when our soul will pant for help from the living God. Only then will we say along with the psalmist in Psalm 42, My tears have been my food day and night. Only then will we ask, why are you so downcast, O my soul? 
Only then will we be ready to turn to Jesus and to cast ourselves upon him for salvation and rescue. But that's only the first reason we pant for God. Our burden of sin makes us long for deliverance. Here's the second reason. Our desire for holiness should make us pant for the Lord. Again, think about those who don't know the Lord, who aren't awakened to their sin. They have no desire to be holy. They're simply living their lives. They prefer the way they live. They see no reason to strive for holiness. But those who have awakened to their sin and turned to Christ know that they aren't holy yet. But we long to be holy. We know we're not perfect yet. Jesus saved us while we were yet sinners. But we know that the Lord has started a good work in us. And he's the one who is actively working to bring that good work to completion. We cannot do it ourselves, but we do cast ourselves on Christ and trust in him to bring our holiness to perfection. We pant after the Lord because we long to be holy. One final reason we pant after the Lord, despair. Now I know that many people say Christians should never feel despair. Many people say that any feelings of doubt or depression or sadness is the sign of sin. This is important, but it's just not true. Christians suffer deep sadness, grief, and even despair. I've lived through that myself, all three, in fact. I know many who have lived through it. It does no good to ignore it or to pretend like it is not real. We suffer, but in our suffering, we long for the Lord. The Apostle Paul was no stranger to suffering. Jesus himself was no stranger to suffering. Deep suffering, tears, anxiety, darkness. I don't know what else to call that other than despair. But in our despair, we are not lost. We long for the Lord. We turn to the Lord. Jesus did not just suffer. He went through suffering and rose to new life on the other side. And as Paul reminds us, in Christ, we are more than conquerors. Christ overcame sin and death and despair. And only in Christ do we find comfort. Comfort in our despair, not escape from our despair. Instead, Jesus walks with us. He walks through it with us. We long for comfort. We long for hope in the midst of despair. And in the Lord, we find it. Jesus Christ comes to us through the gospel, and gives us really, really sweet comfort, just like the parched deer pants for a running stream. So too our souls pant after the living God. In Jesus, we find forgiveness of sin, renewal in holiness, and comfort in our distress. If you haven't experienced this, now is the day. Turn to Jesus now. Receive him today. Let him take your burden and walk beside you every day until eternity. God be with you till we meet again. By his counsels guide uphold you. With his sheep securely fold you. God God be with you, God be with you.
be with you till we meet Another song by the Haven Quartet from the brand new Revive Us Again album, God Be With You, Till We Meet Again. Well, as our fiscal year ends in about a week on June 30th, I want to encourage you to pray about helping us reach our $100,000 challenge match. And as our thanks for your tax-deductible gift, we'll send you this brand new Haven Quartet album, Revive Us Again. We went into the vault And we found 15 Haven Quartet songs that have never been released on CD before. I pray this new collection will inspire you to rejoice in your faith. You can hear samples from the entire album by just visiting us right now at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And once you listen, please make your matching gift and we'll send the CD right away. Or call us and make your gift at 800-65-HAVEN, 800-65-HAVEN. And remember, we still have the new feature film called Jesus Revolution that tells the story of the Jesus People revival in the 1970s. I'm Charles Morris. Thank you so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time when again together we'll share the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Our Christian walk is not meant to be easy. If you've heard that it is, take a look at the hardships in Scripture. Our walk is not going to be easy, but it is going to be worth it. Near the end of his life, Paul wrote a letter to the Philippians. What did Paul prize the most as he approached his death? Listen to these words, Philippians 3. 10 and 11. I want to know Christ, to know the power of his resurrection and participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in his death, and so attaining the resurrection from the dead. He didn't want the comforts of this world, but the suffering and resurrection of Christ. Our walk will have suffering, but take heart, it ends in glory. You'll see Christ more clearly through time in God's Word. Visit getanchor.com.